Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. We are back by popular demand, believe it or not. People clamoring to hear our podcast today. As always, Sean, we have a lot to talk about. I mean, a whole lot to talk about. There is so much going on in the world of sports. And of course, we have to start with Westcliff Athletics. Did you score a goal? Maybe it was a base you stole. Whether you served up an ace or PR'd your race, this is the podcast segment you've all been waiting for. Yo, we see you, dog. What a week and month it has been. We are trending upward, and there are some outstanding performances that we have to note. My goodness, we've got a lot. Um, Rebecca Gonzalez, to start with, anyone who knows Rebecca Gonzalez knows how much she means to the Warriors, not only the women's soccer program, but to our university. Sean, I can't even tell. She's It's unbelievable what this lady does uh, on the pitch, off the pitch as well. Twice honored with postseason awards, once for her incredible on-field play in leading the Warriors to a 9-1-1 record, and once for her exceptional performance in the classroom during a devastating COVID year. Just like men's keeper Josh Glover before her, she carries the moniker of irreplaceable. Man, you know what? I'm, it's not a, enough that we can actually say um, to, to really put what the value is. It's unmeasurable, sure. I mean, you know, to have a, a student athlete at this caliber at the university is, is truly awesome, sure. Mm. Well, she is leading the women's soccer team. It's unbelievable. Um, she finally trotted onto the field during an injury timeout for the first time in two years Thursday in a 2-1 overtime loss to St. Catharines. But it was special for her. She says, quote, it feels great to be back. I missed it, definitely. These girls are out here. They have so much talent, and in this game, we really fought for each other. She is the inspirational leader of the team, not just, you know, the physical leader in scoring the goals, but, you know, she is the heart and soul of the team. You know what? Hey, it, it, it only beats off of her heartbeat right now, the way that they roll in. I, I think, you know, Coach Lancaster had those uh, young ladies uh, really playing together. They playing great team soccer. I mean, no one thought that we were going to be in the St. Cats game, you know, after, uh, you know, us having a devastating performance against Emory Riddle and uh, St. Cats actually beat Emory Riddle. So I, I knew they came in thinking it was going to be just being able to walk over us. But what they don't know, Stern, is that at West Cliff Athletics, we don't carry no white towels, baby. Mm. You know, we don't carry no white towels. This, that's, we built better than that. We built tougher than that. And it was good to see that grit. That grimy, that 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 dog, you know, like that new segment we got. We see you, dog. Hey, we see you, dog. Yo, we see you, dog. Hey, you know, it's it's it's, it's real, and it, it really warms my heart uh, to know the tenacity that our programs have when it comes to competing. Mm. Now, you know, she can't do it alone. She is the heart and soul of the team, but also. Um, the Warriors started the season with a little last-minute magic to win two straight and Alberta Angersbach 
was a huge factor in those wins because when she lined up for a penalty kick to tie the contest with just nine seconds left, there was magic in the air once again. And right on cue, she delivered a strike, bending a top-shelf beauty that whipped past the outstretched arms of the St. Catherine's keeper and into the left net. She partied her way into overtime, and Gonzalez, mm-hmm. however, bent over near midfield, hands on her knees, overcome with emotion, stitched into her cleats this season are the three words for my dad. Oh, man, you know, hey, this is where we just said, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, hey, Sherm, like, it's nothing like being much in the clutch. You know, that's all heart right there. And, you know, you know, she has it for her dad. And, you know, and, and our hearts just go with her. But that's how you leave it on the field. That's what it's all about. Yeah, there's no give up in any of our teams. No white towels, baby. We don't own no white towels, man. We don't own no white towels at all. Well, we, now. Might own, we might own some uh, yellow and red cars this year. Cause we compete. <laughs> we really <laughs> compete. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, when I saw the first red card and, you know, came across and, and, and some people get bounced out, I was like, oh, soccer's real for men's and women's. They real this year, right? Yeah. And, and, and I rather, you know, I understand we got champions of culture, and you know, characters, uh, champions uh character that goes on um, with competing and stuff of that nature. And it's all good, but I, I'd rather have aggression than no aggression as a coach, as a player, you know, I'd rather be able to, you know, work hard to try to control uh, that energy than having no energy, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, some people may disagree with me, but if you were at Westcliff, you know, we're going to play hard, you know, between the lines, we're going to show more discipline, but you know, it's just that grit, man, that, you know, you're not going to sun us out there, you know, yeah. so, you're not going to send us out there, sir. Mm. Now, we will yeah, be pushed around out there. Hey, you know, the second half or continuing our We See You Dog segment, as well as the women's team is doing, and they're they're making some serious strides. People, uh, people know who we are now in a very short period of time. It's the men's soccer team uh, that is also unbelievable. Uh, they beat St. Catharines three to one and mm. three games early into the into the Cal Pack conference season we're still unbeaten yo we, we see, see you dog, dog. Hey, um, here's the deal though here's the deal sir they, you know these you know this is why you know i'm not really a fan of the rankings right because the rankings not because the rankings are bad right media coverage all that stuff is great but rankings can't measure the heart of a champion what's inside right you know and, and when teams start to form and they come together and, and you know and normally adversity brings teams together I think they had us preseason ranking like at seven. Yeah. Right? At seven. I think right now we're sitting solid two or something in the in the conference. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at uh, having a chance that we can, you know, keep everything together and we can finish, you know, uh, the season uh, the way better than what we started. Uh, we got a chance to maybe looking to compete for a conference championship this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Coach Lancaster, Tom Lancaster, um, Still doesn't think they've played as well as they can, but they get the results, you know, and the game is managed well, which is something they didn't necessarily do earlier. But they're they're, You know, I I say this all the time that the best team doesn't always win. It's the team that's playing the best. And sure, that is so profound. Say that one more time. Sure. Tell them again. Yeah. yeah, The the best team doesn't always win. It's the team that's playing the best. Mm. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago because you might not have the best talent, but you know, you're a team, you've come together. Um, you know, it's kind of like uh, if you see the movie or you've seen uh, Remember the Titans, it took them a while to come together, but once they did, that's when they hit their stride. Now, yeah, they were a great team athletically, 
but they would never have even gotten to that point unless they started to buy in and got the leadership that they needed and put the right pieces in place and eliminated the pieces that were detrimental. Hey, that's what I was talking about, Sherman, though, that adversity. You know, that's what, what I was talking about. That, I mean, that is a great depiction of when a team has to rally with each other because of adversity. And then it becomes us against them. You know, many moves ago when I was on the sidelines, Sherman, you know, one of my famous, you know, quotes was, you have to win the ugly ones. You got to be able to win ugly, right? Nobody likes to do it, but sometimes you got to put lipstick on the pig. You just got to <laughs> know it can happen, Sherman. Yeah. You got to know it can happen. And when your team can win ugly, right, then you know you're in business. Hmm. You know you're in business because now, you know, rally, you shouldn't have won this game. 50-50 balls and plays didn't go your way. You had to dig deep. You had to show some resolve. You had to come together. You had to have a quick mindset and fix it fast. And you won ugly, right? So then, you know, when you put all these pieces together, right, you know you got something great. And when Coach Lancaster says, hey, I don't even think we put some things together yet. You know, we're just scratching the surface. Oh, hey, Calpac, beware. Because when they get it together, oh, boy. Ooh, oh, yeah. Hey, hey, as, as one of the famous uh, commentators, ooh, Nelly. Ooh, Nelly. <laughs> ooh, Nelly. Ooh, Nelly. Jackson doing college football back in the city. Oh, Nelly. Ooh, Nelly. Now, you know, uh, we were talking about the men's team, and uh, they're off to a fast start. And, uh, you know, when they have players like Cram uh, Idris and Felix Cogler in the box, it's unbelievable what they're doing together. Um, just as an example, uh, Cogler blasted a winner uh, at the 42nd mark to take a one nothing, an early lead in uh, their game a couple of weeks ago. They scored in 40 seconds. <laughs> and it was, yeah, and so when you, when you have that opportunity to get the team down early like that, your opponents, hard for them to get back up. Um, and, you know, Francisco Zanin, a brick wall for the remainder of the contest, finishing with five saves. Warriors offense, meanwhile, took over. And uh, here's something that you don't always see. The uh, uh, Westcliff Warriors outshot the Firebirds 35 to 10. 35 yes, sir. Sir, to 10. That is ridiculous. Look, I think we actually lead in uh, the Calpac Conference yeah. in shots per goal, right? I think we're, we're, I think we're averaging about you know, 28 to 30 right now. And I mean, that's probably like anywhere between, you know, I'm just, you know, guesstimating probably like five or 10 shots more than any other teams. So, you know, so that is what, you know, Coach Lancaster is talking about. And we're getting all those shots on goal. And we get a little more efficient. Then we should be running the table on these guys. Right. You know, um, you know, so I think, you know, currently, you know, we're, we're number two in the NAIA, which is fabulous. Right. Uh, when that, when it comes to shots per goal. So um, I, I just think, you know, to your point, Sherm, and you being a coach, so you know what it is. When your team start to get that synergy and they start playing for each other, it's nothing greater than that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when you when you just come together because, you know, Coach Lancaster, soccer is an, a really good example of international recruiting. There are some sports that are a little bit more domestic. Soccer is one of those international ones. And so is tennis. You know, Ross, Coach Ross has the same. He gets players from all over the world. And you've got to figure out a way to get them to mesh, to gel, because, you know, you've got so many different nationalities and, and cultures and the way they've been brought up, not always the same. 
But, you know, you've got that one thing in common. If you have nothing else in common, your sport is your one thing in common that's going to help you come together. Um, and I don't want to overlook some other great uh, performances. John Adekunle put the game away uh, late when he rebounded his own shot and directed it into the net. And uh, Quentin Hornung had six attempts on goal. Jacob uh, Schnitzler had four of his own. The amount of shots they're getting is unbelievable. I've never heard of that in, in any sport except maybe hockey, but we're talking soccer here. So that means we had the ball and we controlled the game. Hey, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I'm just, you know, I just really believe it's more in front of that team than behind them. I'm excited for men's soccer. I'm excited for women's soccer. And I'm excited uh, to dominate the Cal Pack. You know, oh, yeah. we're not here to make friends. You know, we're going to play nice, right? Because we're going to play within the rules, but we ain't here to make friends. Mm -hmm. and, and what normally happens is when you outworking, you know, your, your adversaries, then, then what starts to happen is you start hearing the hate and the chirping. And then when the hate don't work, they start telling lies, sir. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what I said, sir? When yep. the hate don't work, they start telling lies, baby. Okay? Well, they, yeah. they can lie about us all they want. We, we play within the rules. We play hard. We work hard. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. uh, and, and we, we make, we're unapologetic about chasing greatness the warrior way. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to deal with us. Teams, you know, I, I have to point this out. Um, we've played a Providence Christian a couple of times. And recently, we beat them 9 nothing. And in the last two games, we've outscored Providence Christian 15 to nothing. In soccer, that's unheard of. You know, if you get a one nothing result, hey, that's cause for celebration. 15 nothing, and it's not an exhibition. That's conference. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. Um, you know what the craziest thing those term is? What's that? You know, I, I, I do take exception for one thing. As great as our men's program has been, Somehow, some way, we haven't had any CalPAC recognition. Hmm. We haven't had no CalPAC recognition. No, I guess we I mean, have. We, really. we blow a team up over the weekend, you know, and I see, you know, I'm not, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I guess I am trying to cause a little confusion right now. I, okay. I'm going to have to say, I'm just a little confused. I'm trying to get clarity here, right? how a team can perform at such a high level and not be nominated for any CalPAC awards. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm, come on, sir. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't help know. me out now. I don't, I don't know who looking at what, but I can tell you somebody ain't looking at us. And I'm trying yeah. to figure out why. Mm. Let me What's make some phone calls. Maybe it's maybe because, you know, my brass delivery. Maybe because they thought that I should be the shoe shine boy, right? That I should be coming on in the cow pack. And can I shine, can I shine, shine your shoes, ball? No, this ain't what it's about, baby. Mm. Hey, we got a lot of humility, but we got a lot of ambitious, you know, behavior too, right? But but we equal and we sound. We're not coming here asking for no favors. This is a, a driven over given uh, uh, freaking culture here. Mm. You know, these five C's, we built strong. Mm. Like, I need somebody to tell me why my men's soccer team is not getting any love and no recognition from the conference. I think I got a theory on it, actually. All right, tell me. I want to hear this. I think because we are new, as new oh, as we are. Oh, come on, man. No, no, listen. Come I don't, on, baby. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me finish. Get on me. Why? Get on me. Let me finish, though. 
I think because we're new in the conference, the other teams have not yet begun to take us seriously. Okay. You know, that's, I, I think they look at that like, oh, they're new. They're still building, you know, they shouldn't be this good this early. And I think they've underestimated us in a lot of sports, not just men's soccer, you know, we're, we're making headway there, but plenty of other sports as well. So I, I don't think they've given us a legitimate shot because we're new, but okay. you know, Fair and, enough. yeah. But I don't like it, sir. I don't like it. Fair enough, but I don't like it. And then, did you hear my little Vince Lombardi? You're killing me, Whitey. You're killing me. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was Vince Lombardi when he was. Uh, uh, yep. Absolutely. At football, right? yeah. you know, but but that's how I feel about it, right? It's just like um, we are here, right? You know who you know our name. We like Kevin Durant. You know our name. Yep. You no, know, we West Cliff Athletics. You know Put who I am. Yeah. On our name, sir. Yep. Well, yep. so, so what? We didn't play in the asterisk COVID season. All right. We were responsible and we didn't. But we here now and we walking with a big stick. We talking softly. But boy, we carrying a big stick right now. We are not talking softly. We are talking softly. Sir. No. Sure, talking we are not sir. talking softly. I'm not even in my bag right now, sir. This is surface work, sir. This is what we call light work, sir. Oh, this is the light work. Okay. This is light work, sir. The, I mean, the facts state that someone from our men's team should be recognized. Now, I get it. Like, you know, we have other sports because, you know, only 13 of our out of our 26 programs compete in the NAIA. So, you know, we got some, you know, we, we got Warrior of the Week that we do individually because we know that we got, you know, other sports that only compete with D1, D2, D3 competition outside of CalPAC, right? Oh, yeah. We, you know, so we, we got to honor our students and stuff. But in the CalPAC and having a team like our men's team and not have one mention, you can't tweet us, sure. Mm. Sure, we can't tag us in something. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't put you can't put our, our name on something. Mm. Come on, man. That's ridiculous to me. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. don't stun us, man. Don't stun us. Well, when we win our first championship, conference championship. We gotta win a championship. They're gonna have Come to on. These, these are weekly awards, man. We're gonna we're gonna try to hang a banner, but show some respect on our name on the weekly awards. Yep. yep. You're gonna feel the same way in the spring if you kick and button, you'll see no recognition over there. No, you know what? I don't hey, it's nice to be recognized, your but if players, we fly, I don't players. mind if, Come hey, on, if we sure. fly under the radar and sure. people underestimate us, yeah. fine with that. You know what? Sure. We'll get, we'll get players, our recognition. Your players want recognition. Matter of fact, I ran into both of your wonderful coaches. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I ran across them, and they all hyped. And and guess what they said? It was like, hey, hey, our our team better than what it was last year. Absolutely. So what I'm saying to you is, Sheriff, it's some dogs over there. We uh -huh. see you, dog. It's some <laughs> dogs over there, man. Okay. So you all got right. some dogs over there, and they ain't trying. Hey, listen. And them big dogs want to bark. Mm. And guess what? Every dog deserves a treat. You know what I'm saying? Every dog deserves a treat. Sure. Every dog has his day. Every dog has his day. And, yeah. and look, you need to come see us on these weekly awards now. Don't, don't try to play us like this. All right. That's all, all right. I'm saying, sure. Is that fair enough, sir? Absolutely. And it's about, it's going to happen. It's, eventually, it's going to happen. Hey, so it should have happened already, sir. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't. This disagree. is this is this is sports. Hey, you know, hey, it's like Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately, baby? What have you done for me lately? Uh, okay. Ooh yeah. 
I used well, to love that. Yeah. Me, like, oh, you don't know about that, sir. What? Oh, come on now. I'm a rhythm nation guy. Oh, um, man. Hey, what, you you the guy that jumped on the chair and, and went down like the, the pleasure principal? Okay, I, I know all about that. You don't know about no Janet Jackson. Yeah, I do. Trust me. Hey, you know, you mentioned something interesting about the number of sports that we have that compete at NAIA. And I want to bring up one of those sports that does not. Um, you know, our men's water polo uh, is going toe to toe with Division One and Division Two foes. Yo, we see you, dog. And this is, you know, basically the first year and Coach Preslov has done a great job. While we played teams like Fresno Pacific, Concordia and Chapman, um, we haven't necessarily gotten the results which are coming. But they're not just playing these teams hard, but they're, you know, we're, we lost a game to Fresno Pacific 14 to 13 and, and Concordia 11 to 9. And Lucas Silvestri is going off, scored seven goals by He's himself. out of his mind, bro. He's out of his mind. Listen, listen yeah, is. it is a team sport. So I want to say, like, everybody on the team not named Luca, thank you very much. Because that means, right, you are sacrificing your game right? And knowing who the man is right now and who's the hot hand, right? Sometimes you got to feed the hot hand. And that's mm -hmm. what great teams do, right? They find a person who's who's clicking on all cylinders, right? And say, hey, we're going to jump on your back, take us to the promised land, right? We're inaugural season at water polo. Matter of fact, NAIA don't even have water polo, right? So we're, we're in the inaugural season. We out there, it's no white towels over there at uh, water polo. Okay, those guys are in the in the uh, aquatics in the in the pool. They 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 they, they some dogs over there, sure. Sure, what are they over there? They some dogs. They some dogs over there, sure. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm here to tell you, like, I'm so proud of that group, right? I'm so proud of Coach Pete. You know, every day he know that he look on the schedule, he ain't ducking nobody, sure. Mm. Okay, we've been playing top twenty five teams, sure. Oh yeah, top twenty five teams ranked. And we not play, and we got some folks, man. We got Biola. We we got some wins now. Yeah, yeah. We ain't yeah, just yeah. getting beat up in the pool, man. We no. got some wins. Yeah. Right. So look for a program of our caliber just starting off at the gates. And when you talk to Coach P, Coach P will tell you like, hey, it's still some work we need to do. It's still some things we need to know how to finish and how to close. And we working on winning, right? Just know if you play water polo. You better call, hey, you better pull up on this dog because mm. we got some dogs over here. Okay? Oh, yeah. If you yeah. want to compete, you want to be in Irvine, 10 minutes from the beach, Newport Beach, right down the street from Disney, not too far from LA. Okay. Down, hey, go a little bit south. You go down to Laguna, Nagal, all that good stuff down there. Sure. Perfect place to play, right? Perfect place. Perfect, Perfect place. And we're fortunate that we have a, a facility like the great park that can uh, allow us to use their stadiums, you know, the softball stadium, soccer stadium, baseball stadium. There's lacrosse over there, beach volleyball, there's tennis. It's unbelievable that we, we got the play. same aquatics home term. Yeah. As, yeah. as Concordia D1, D2. So yeah. Yeah. right there, I sure, I mean, it doesn't get any better no. than, than no. where you are in a, and, and, you know, not to transition us, but I can, I'd be remiss if I'm talking about, like, how great our surf team is. How, how many places do you know that actually have surf? Yeah, exactly. I I, I have. I mean, there are one or two JCs that have a surf. You say JC, sir. That's about it. That's apples and oranges, sir. No, I know that. But that's, that's a, all the, the, point point I'm, I'm, the point I'm making is I haven't seen it at this level. 
Well, okay. Well, then say that, Shrem. Don't be putting us next to no, you know, that's like putting a pinto next to a bitly. Don't be putting us next to no bitly, no pinto next to no bitly. Which one am I? Am I the pinto am I, or am I the Bentley? Oh, you know what? I'll give you Dodge Charger. I'll give you a Dodge Charger. I'm going to upgrade you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, you're still a hatchback, though. I'm not talking about the new chargers. I'm talking nothing about wrong, nothing wrong with being a Pinto. Hey, you know what? There's, there's a, there are a few other names I want to mention on, uh, on the water polo team who are really getting the results. Vincenzo Iguanta, mm. uh, Casey Hammond, mm. Colin and Callum, uh, Colin, pardon me, Colin Moore and Callum Norman, Mark Marai and Inigo Gonzalez, all of them given maximum effort, scoring goals, getting assists. And hey, we're we're an eyelash away from getting over the top against these division ones and division twos. And we see you, dog. We see oh, yeah. you, dog. All those names shouted out. We see you, dog. Absolutely. Hey, so there's a lot to look forward to with regard to uh, Westcliff Athletics, and uh, a few things that are coming up. I should point out uh, our men's water polo team playing this week at Cypress College. Uh, also, as we make our way toward the weekend, our women's volleyball team at La Sierra. Uh, on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there's a lot going on. There's men's cross country, the Cal State Fullerton uh, Titan Invitational is coming up and women's cross country, women's soccer at Emory Riddle. And uh, on Saturday, a full slate in that we've got women's basketball at UC Santa Barbara. Mm. At UC Santa Barbara. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Coach Rouse taking on Division mm. One. <clears throat> uh, let's see, men's water polo at Occidental. Women's volleyball hosting Antelope Valley uh, all the way through the weekend. So there is so much going on right hey, now. Softball got a three dare. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And this is oh, just fall. Cool. You know, we we're this is the confluence of all the uh, teams coming together, playing all at once at the same time. I mean, there's softball's got games. Baseball has games coming up next month. So you know, the basketball's taken off. Water polo, soccer. Uh, there, it's just it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know where to go first. I wish I could be in two places at once, but it's hard to see all this stuff. Um, hey, you know, I mean, you know, we, we, we doing our thing of trying to make sure that we get the technology together to stream um, a lot oh, yeah. of events. Um, so we're in the process of doing that. I know there's some parents out there that listen to our podcast and like, Hey, look, y'all need to step y'all streaming game up. You know, we agree. Right. So we're trying to get the technology together. It's not because of hard work, dedication, and our intentions are right. We just need to make that happen. So we we working really hard on making sure that all our parents that's out of state or local are able to catch these games on the stream. So we work really hard on that. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's obviously on the way. All of that's coming. And uh, we have, as I mentioned, a great deal to look forward to. Hey, you know what? Not just as a... a an athletic department, but as a university, you know, we're, when I got here and you got here, our enrollment was slightly over 1400. I remember talking to our former provost, David McKinney. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, no, no longer with us. Rest his soul. Absolutely. Um, and now our enrollment is approaching 3,400. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> a lot of that is due obviously to our athletic department because we had you know, three sports, two sports when I arrived. How many do we have now? 26. 26 and counting, baby. Yeah. So more sports on the way. So uh, keep an eye out. There's so much playing. going on. We're not playing, sir. Yep. So much going on with Westcliff Athletics. Now, there are a couple of issues that took place recently, and I think we need to address them. 
Um, It seems to be the only thing that people are talking about in the world of sports. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's playoff baseball that's happening. Basketball is starting. The hockey season is starting as well. Football is in full swing. So this is, again, one of those great times in sports that we should be focusing on sports and and all the everything that's going on at the same time. You can turn on a, a game any day of the week, whatever your preference is. You can watch soccer. You can watch hockey, tennis, golf. It's all going on. But there are stories off of the fields that are taking precedent, and it's really detracting from the essence of sport but it's something that needs to be addressed and i don't this first one there are two of them there's actually a lot of them but these are the two that stand out to me and i don't want to overlook anything now recent disclaimers out there first before we get started sir no i'm gonna hit it hard oh yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not pulling any punches a couple of weeks ago the athletic published an incredibly harrowing story that rocked the world of women's soccer. Mm. And, uh, you know, multiple National Women's Soccer League players accused a prominent coach by the name of Paul Riley of the North Carolina Courage of sexual coercion. Now, I'm not going to go into what he did because it's very well documented. And he was fired. Um, Steve Baldwin, the controlling owner and CEO of the Washington Spirit Women's Soccer Team, what else, he own? what else does he own? What else does he own? Off the top of my head, I, I'm not quite sure. I'm going to have to look and do a little bit of research. But, but he got money, though. He got money. Oh, money. Yeah, yeah. The president and CEO and the controlling owner yeah. of a major, okay. yeah, of a major sports team is probably set. You know, I'm not so worried about him. Absolute but, power corrupts absolutely. Kind absolutely. Of thing. Yeah. Okay. But here's the thing. The players banded together and forced the cancellation of a weekend's worth of games. And when they returned to the pitch brought with them public protest and a list of demands. Now, you know, this is one of those things that is prevalent in women's sports. You look at Larry Nassar as an example, believe it or not, it, the events are part of a larger reckoning across the world of sports. It even happened in the world of fencing. Now we haven't talked a lot about that. And maybe that's a sport that we want to bring to uh, Westcliff, and I would leave that to your good graces. Um, but there are reports of this happening over and over. And I don't want to say lather, rinse, repeat, but this guy, this, this coach, um, Riley, uh, you know, Paul Riley, got fired months ago and then got rehired. He got fired because of the same thing. And within six months, got rehired by another team in the same league. And, and I, I, you know, this is just, it's maddening, driving me up the wall in that, you know, it's the good old, again, I hate saying the good old boy network, but that's the way it is in a lot of, a lot of uh, sports leagues. It's all who, you know, right. So, um, you know, the, there's one element to the abuse described by the women's soccer players that has been under discussed and that's the homophobic elements of it. Now, I'm going to tread lightly here because oh, you tread lightly now. now yeah, and I'll tell you, you don't why. sound like you. I'll tell you why. Um, with respect to all female athletes in every sport, um, you know it's a very close knit group, uh, as it is on on the men's side as well. And the LGBTQ plus community in women's sports is prolific. Um, and they have quite a large fan base, you know, and it's acceptable. I would say much more acceptable in women's sports than it is in men's sports. Do you agree with that? Uh, what's acceptable? 
Um, uh, those that prefer the same gender. So you're saying, um, I, I think it's, to me, I think it's, is it more phobia? You, you're asking me. Well, the uh, question. Is it not, more phobia in men's uh, sports than it is women's sports? For Yeah, you know, in women's, in women's sports. Relationships. Yeah, in women's sports, you know, it seems to be, uh, I, I want to say, accepted a little bit more readily than it is in men's sports. Do you so agree? I, the only thing I disagree with that is because I think we haven't gotten to an acceptable level. You know, I think it should be acceptable. I think people should live, be able to live the way they want to live, right? I'm all about inclusion. I'm a heterosexual ally, right? Right, right. Believe, you know, hey, I believe free will, free will. I'm a free will uh, activist, right? You got the free will to do whatever you want to. Is it consequences behind your free will? Absolutely it is, right? But this is America. I put my life on the line for it, for this country to give you free will to do what you need to do. I may not agree with you, right? I may not agree with you, you know, but I do agree you get the free will to be anybody you need to be, okay, in this world. So I really believe in inclusion. So I don't think we're to the point of acceptance. I think it's, to I think it's tolerated still. I think we need to move to acceptance and allow people to, to YOLO, that one life they got, live it to the best of their ability. You don't like it, then stay out their way. Hmm. Okay, hmm. I mean, you know, it's really simple. Yeah. You, you don't have to like what somebody else do. They got to be able to be comfortable in their own skin. And I think everybody who's living and breathing should be able to be comfortable in their own skin, period. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, that's just how I feel about it. But yeah, I, I understand where you're going. Okay, so I'm not saying that you're incorrect and I'm not saying I'm correct, right? I, I just feel like it's a little incomplete. But I do yeah, think yeah. that the women are making better strides mm -hmm. than men to, regardless, you know, same gender, same sex relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you know, when you talk about like uh, the WNBA, as an example, as opposed to the NBA, I mean, the numbers bear out that there are probably in, we'll just talk men's sports, probably more, there's more homosexuality than has been reported. They still under 40% in, in the WNBA, I think. Um, maybe, you know, B can get us some real stats on that. But I think they under, I think the last time I looked, I think maybe 34% of the women in the WNBA uh, had came out. Um, it's probably possibly more to your point. And I think for men's for sure, I think it's a stigma, more of a stigma on the men's side, right? Yeah. When we talk about masculinity and, and, and the quote unquote, what it is to be a tough guy, right? You know, I think it's tough and courageous to be who you are, despite what everybody think you should be, right? That's yeah. courageous for me, right? So, you know, rather you same sex, relationships or opposite, whatever you want to call it. I, I hate to categorize it even from binary or non-binary. Just be happy. Damn it. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and you should be able to do whatever you want to do. And I'm going to support you on that. Uh, I'm more concerned with your character than I am, you know, your sexual orientation or anything else. Like for me personally, right. I care less about all that. Are you treating me well? Are you treating me like a human being? Are you being nice to me? Can you just be a nice person, right? And everybody know what the definition of nice is, right? So I, I get it, right? So my thing is, you know, I just hope we get to a point where we can allow everybody to truly be free. Mm. Mm. Well, 
we're we're trending in that direction, but there's still stigma. Oh, it's some bumps in the road, baby. It's some bumps in the road. Okay, it's some bumps in the road, and I've been saying this from. Uh, um, so I've been um, saying this a, a thousand percent, right? Um, you know that right now I really believe that uh, women are, are the most attacked creatures on the planet, mm. besides black women and women of color. <laughs> sure, they, sure. They, they, they number one, okay? Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and you know, then maybe we can get to the Caucasian female and all, so on and so forth. And, and I, I'll have no problem with speaking with anybody about this topic. And we can put, we can cite our work. Like we're doing doctoral studies, you know what I'm saying? We can figure it out. And I was here to tell you, like I've been a strong advocate. I have a lot of great matriarchs that still in my family that are living that actually breathe life into me that, that show me that inclusion is where it's supposed to be. So I'm like the sojourner truth, you know, of, of on the male side, you know, when it comes to being an activist, you know, for, for women, you know, uh, especially women of color, because it is some levels to this thing, right? And, um, but, but first and foremost, we need to be able to be accepting. I think you said it best, you got a, a quote, Sherm, that I think is just transcending. What, what's the quote that you said about tolerance and acceptance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're, acceptance is the ultimate goal in that tolerance means, you know what? I might not like you. You can hang around with us. I will put up with you. That's what tolerance means. I will tolerate you. Acceptance means, hey, come as you are. Whatever you are, you're part of us. You're in our family. You're part of our team. That's it. And, uh, you know, you look, and I've mentioned this before, you look at not just the coaches that we have at Westcliff, um, but also the administration. You know, there's, there's yourself, there's Katie Rouse, there's Michael Hardaway, minorities, for sure. But then we also have coaches that are Hispanic, that are Black, that are Asian, uh, we come from all walks of life and our players are a reflection of that. You know, uh, I have Asian players on my team. I've got Hispanic players on my team. I got black players on my team and nobody cares. You know, that is the culture that we foster. Um, and then I read stories like this about this idiot who's been uh, coercing the, the female players um, I, I don't even want to go into what he did. It, it's pretty well documented, and it's, it shouldn't be rehired, though. Sure, this is what I'm talking. Yeah, about. and that's the thing. Here's the thing. That's crazy, sure. He was fired from one team in 2015 after one of the women reported his behavior. An investigation found he had violated team policy, and then a couple months later, a new team hired him. So, uh, you know, that's okay. So here, here's the. You know, we're advocating for women, but here's what I'm interested in finding out. And this seems to be a huge topic, and I'm pivoting a little bit here, but along the same lines, who is the next team that is going to hire John Gruden? I hope nobody. I don't think anybody will. I really I mean, don't. I mean, and the reason why I don't think they're going to hire him, uh, rehire him, is because it, I really don't think it had anything to do with all of the races and all the epithets and all, all the stuff that he did. I don't think he had them do that. I think he, he pissed off the old boy network. When he started talking about the other owners, then we he got into the old boy network, which put some pressure on his boss to be in the circles that he's in, right? And it was like, hey, he a coach, we're an owner. You better do something about it, dog. Hmm. 
Well, you know, because this behavior was acceptable. I mean, this behavior was through emails, man. When you feel that comfortable to put things in the writing, it's one thing to say something, right? Yeah. But when you feel comfortable enough to put it in writing, and he was at ESPN, we know uh, we don't have to say anything bad about ESPN. The Maria Taylor uh, situation would tell you they still got issues over there, right? And if this was on an ESPN server, right? Sat on this server, sat on this thing for a long time. Somebody backstabbed him, right? He pissed somebody off, right? Because, you know, they held on to his emails. Yeah. Somebody got to hold on to it, right? They let me hold on to these for a rainy day. You know what I mean? So, obviously, you know, this is America. I do believe it's a place for second chances, which he should get one, right? Yeah, but this man is – still got to earn a living. Yeah, probably his third chance, though. How yeah. many chances oh, he's, are you oh, he's, plenty. he's plenty. He had plenty. Yeah, you know, um, he has plenty, but I, I really believe uh, – no, you, I mean, come on, like, to your point, Sherm, how many chances does he get? Yeah, right. I, I, you know, he's been fired twice now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how so, many chances do you get? Well, you, I know, but see, the point you – know, you, You're good until you're not profitable anymore. He well, was just bad for business. They're going to slap him on the wrist. He's going to find another spot. Normally, these guys – Go to, you know, start volunteering at their local high school, blah, 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 put in some work, put in some PR, and they come right back. Right? They come right back. This has been going on in America forever. Right now, we just, you know, we win waves, right? So they got this council culture. I always say I can't be canceled. I, I, when I was born black, I was canceled. I can't be canceled. I've been living this life for over 40-some years, almost close to 50 years, man. I, I can't be canceled. Okay? Just can't be canceled as a minority. We've been having to deal with whatever we had to deal with, you know, when you was calling me color and everything else under the sun. You're going to now counsel me? I don't really care. You know, the Gruden situation, how unfortunate, but I ain't surprised. I'm just speaking from a minority standpoint. I ain't surprised. Hmm. Do you think they, that they, they said it, spit in our face? They said it, hit us with hoses and everything else. Like, this ain't nothing new. Okay, this is just now, y'all starting to feel, you know, um, you know the, the people who, believe in racism and everything else. And of course it goes against now, goes against the the, the position that the NFL have because they're trying to not be the uh, not for long league. They're trying to have a, a clean up their image, right? But at the end of the day, right? This was tolerated behavior. Tolerated behavior by the masses, sure. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, don't, I'm, I'm supposed to feel a certain way because now you're feeling guilty because now it's younger generations don't, don't want to carry old, uh, baggage by middle-aged Caucasian white people. Yeah. Because that's yeah. the age group. <laughs> that's the age group, right? That's been really unleashing a lot of this racism, right? Sure. Not not my facts. These are just the facts, right? Yeah, yeah. Right now, the way I'm speaking right now, right? People say, man, you know, hey, he couldn't do that 40, 50 years ago. He'd be on the tree right now. Hmm. Hanging. Yeah. Less, yeah. Than, less than 75 years ago, I'd be hanging right now. Strange fruit. Right. Yeah. Crazy. What did that do for my, my girl, Billy Holiday? Yeah. You know, I'm I, glad you picked up on that. Strange on. fruit. Absolutely. Let at the tip, let at the root. Come on. Crazy. So, yeah. you know, uh, so we're not surprised this confirmation now because technology has put it in front. I'm glad we have some conscious minds. We got some folks that are growing up without this stinking thinking, right? Yeah. Some of our baby boomers and heirs are starting to realize that this is a part of America. We want to sweep under the rug. What we can't sweep sweeping under the rug. It, it happened. Let's get better from it. Okay. You know, 
So, you know, I mean, you know, I, I kind of felt for Gruden a little bit because I feel for everybody, right? Because I just have that certain level of empathy. But his last email uh, uh, was 2018, right? So, you know, obviously they showed the trend, but somebody was after him. Must have been. I mean, Direct why, target. why is this surfacing now? And then here's my problem. Why did the ESPN culture accept that? And then the guy who received the emails, what took you so damn long to say something? Yeah, as I say, so, why is this coming up now? This right. is, uh, I mean, it's it's the, first, the first email was 10 years ago. In it's internal. He pissed somebody off. Somebody, yeah. you know, this got nothing to do with the movement. So now I'm supposed to be like oh, so happy that, you you know, this guy had control of his state. You know, we are responsible for our behavior. But, you know, statues of limitations didn't come around. Like I said, when he was uh, when he was after Demarcus Smith on Friday, it wasn't a problem when the black man was singled out. But then when they got the more emails, then he started talking about the owners and everybody else. Then it was a problem. Yeah, he, he called. uh the, uh, he called Roger Goodell the commissioner. Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. When oh, Roger course. Goodell and the owners and all them, right? But when it was Demarcus Smith, when it was the lone black man on Friday, hey, it was all good. Mm. It was all good, right? Yeah, and then the, when Roger found out, oh, my name in it, and he called out these owners too. Yeah. Okay, that's when you're going against the conglomerate. That's when you're going against, you know, the old boy network. And then it became a problem. But it wasn't a problem when he was pretty much, uh, you know, pulling all the stops on DeMarcus, you know, uh, Smith, right? This is his name? DeMar Smith, right. He was, DeMar Smith. He, yeah, he, he runs the Players Association. Yeah, it was no problem. Where was the problem at then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world didn't stop on Friday. Mm-hmm. He should have <laughs> been coached. He didn't, he should have been coached the weekend. Mm. But he did. And then the pressure of Roger Goodell with all the owners and, all that kind of stuff and Gruden, who we think he is, $100 million man, you know, you don't go against, you know, the click, you know, ain't nobody messing with my click, 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 you know what I'm saying? And there you go, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm See, the thing is, uh, first of all, how come you're not doing your due diligence? You know, ESPN has a history. A lot of the on well, due diligence talent. is that was the, that it was, oh, that is acceptable behavior. This mm. has been going on for a long time, man. Let me tell you what's, when somebody's comfortable enough to put it in writing, that means they trust the other person has the same freaking mindset. And it was because you waited 10 years. Mm. You waited till you had a problem. Why are you holding on to that man's, you know, emails for 10 years anyway? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm, I save emails. I, I'm famous for saving emails. I've probably got a hundred different files with different names on them. I have a I have a Sean Harris file. I hope you do. Hopefully, I don't got no nasties in there. <laughs> no, no but, I got any nicknames emails in there. I don't do those. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing, and I'm wondering how long it's going to take for all this to go away and be quiet. He'll go away for a bit, and if somebody hires him because they place winning over character, which is one of our five C's, yeah. um, they'll give him another shot. I don't know if this is anything to do with character. I think, to me, I just think that we didn't get on these causations or, you know, like this cancel culture and all that since after 2018. So I really believe that that these um, emails are out of context. I, I don't agree with them, right? Nobody should be saying all the stuff that he said and having all these issues, right? 
But if they're in context with the air, it was okay then. It was okay to have that stinking thinking during the time frame that he did. So to me, it's, it's really targeted for John Gruden. Yeah. Right? yeah Somebody got a personal vendetta at him and they upset and maybe he got the hundred grand and he was feeling himself or whatever, right? And somebody didn't like something or whatever. But and because since 2018 is when we actually start seeing the shift of, of you can't say this, you know, black you know, lives matter. And every now we, we're in the world of inclusion, right? Now, if it, he hasn't had no 2019, no 2020 emails, right? Saying anything else. So you're telling me that man couldn't have changed his mind, you know, from 2018 to now? Yeah. Yeah. Probably could have. But but the people he talked about said it was unacceptable. You ain't come on. You ain't having one of your employees talk about the owners like that. It's still no black owners in the NFL. But we got bigger issues than John Gruden. Don't don't try to get me the smoke signal. Okay, mm-hmm. he the end user of the process, right? You just mad because he said stuff about you. Mm-hmm. What what it has to do with ESPN culture that allowed that to happen through their servers? They don't got no email protocols. They ain't signing no. Um, you know, stipulations and the way they're supposed to be writing emails to other people. I can't believe that's not, not the case. Well, yeah, but you know, they have a history, ESPN they does, do. of what? Well, I don't, well, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm not just talking about Maria Taylor type stuff. They have a history of on air talent who have records like you wouldn't believe. People well, that have restraining orders against them and been arrested, and it, yeah. it's unbelievable. But Kornheiser just got suspended two weeks. Yeah, he did. For his, for his, I mean, like, it, it's still ongoing, right? Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't really change. But what I'm saying is when Gruden was saying all this stuff, as bad as it was, it was accepted in mainstream America. Hmm. We taking his emails out of context as horrible and bad as they are. Deplorable, all the words you want to say. Now we don't want to look in the mirror. But what I'm saying is you're targeting this man and try to make him be the fall guy in your efforts to try to end racism and all the stuff you put on a little strip. I su- I'm supposed to be happy as an NFL fan because you take the helmet, which is a little part of the helmet, and put a message on it, and I'm supposed to be enthusiastic mm. that you really got. I mean, the smallest place you can actually put it, right? And because it said end racism, Black Lives Matter, whatever they want to put on there, I'm supposed to believe that's how you feel, NFL, after we know that that's not how you feel, NFL. That's not how you've been, you know, you, you've been actually, uh, you know, living and walking, you know, by this thing. You just try. It's all about image. So they make John Gruden the fall guy because they were after him, not because of all that negative stuff that he was saying and all the stuff that was acceptable behavior before 2018. That was been going on. And trust me, you know, the new Milan, all that new world order stuff is probably still going on. I'm not trying to get into the conspiracy theory. I'm just saying, like, this dude got targeted because he got out of line with the group. He thought right. he was bigger than the group. All right, but let me ask you something, because this email chain has been going on for seven years, and yeah. from 2011 to 2018. But don't you think, had this come up in, say, 2015 or 2016, the nope. same we would have had the same result? He would have... Nope. No. He stepped down, but he really got fired. That's no. the thing. Yeah, yeah, but he... And, and the fact that you can step down... And, and not get fired, bro. They still handed him, uh, you know, the keys to the car. He yeah. went out from Severance Package, bro. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was in. Well, he wasn't going to walk away from 60 million. No, no. It just just better for him to get fired. 
Yeah, so our listeners understand three years ago, he's been the third year of a 10-year, $100 million contract. So in theory, he's collected $30 million of that. Right, and then now, on top of that, he got money to go away peacefully. Probably, yeah, I'm sure oh, there was some kind of path. Yeah, because of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about image. They, if, listen, if it was just about Smith and his comments, he would survive that. The other stuff, when it came out, if he was good, right? But it just, he hit a chord. Right. And he ran into white ego and pride as a white man. Okay, but Caucasian. But he pissed the wrong, he messed, he pissed on the wrong, you know, fire. Yeah. And then and the owner was like, no, you put owners in there. Look, dog, nobody talks about another owner, but an owner. Hmm. This is the old boy network. They won't let any person of color get into that and penetrate that. Well, no, you know, this he, is a whole different deal. He wasn't just about the one group. I mean, he, he hit everybody. He hit everybody. Right. And before then, everything that he said was not looked at as being unacceptable in America society mainstream before 2018. It, he ain't the only one. He ain't the only one. No, of course not. He's okay, a, but they made a point of now one we know about right now. But, but they, they, they made him the fall guy. And even when he was the fall guy, he still got a chance to resign and not get fired. He still cut a deal at the end. But he's okay. So, you know, they made him a fall guy. I think he's the perfect fall guy. Bro, listen, if Oliver North can come back like he did. Yeah. Yeah. Gruden's going to be fine in another 10 if he's living. Yeah. Okay? Well, he's, he's got enough money, you know, that's the thing. So I, I'm not worried about John Gruden. Come on, but listen here. Let me tell you. Something. There are others coming up behind him that are the same guy with a different name. Everybody knows that it was all because they had to, because the image of trying to, they try to uh, depict now, which we don't believe. And then on top of it, sure, everybody know that he wasn't the only one. You telling me that a dude that's going to be one sided on emails and send all that stuff. And, and the other guy on the other side never said, I, I agree with you, dog. You're right, dog. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're right. How about this? You tell me it wasn't nothing on the other end? You tell me it wasn't nothing on the other end came back. So I'm just going to write all these races and all these comments that are bad. And the, and the receiver never gave confirmation back on any of this? Come on, man. It's called a conversation. Mm. So that means two people are engaging in the topic. Mm. Low-hanging fruit, bro. Yeah. yeah. Us that know, we know. This ain't nothing but politics. Or like we like to say, politics. Okay, we're not falling for it. And let me tell you, tomorrow, today, if I announce on this podcast that John Gruden is having a quarterback camp today, we're gonna have full. <laughs> we're gonna have a full staff because everybody gonna sign up hmm. because he has a unique skill set, right? And he's the quarterback whisperer of all whisperers, right? That's how he got back in the league, right? Yeah, on ESPN. His yep. QB, whatever thing, and he talked to the QBs and put them out there and go out there, right? Yeah. Everybody here on the other side of Front Street who's, who's in work in America has experienced this, know it still exists, know their boss or whoever they're working with probably has the same mindset, right, and still carrying a big stick, right? And guess what? They'll be signing up for the opportunity because people will switch sides for opportunity all day long. Okay, loyalty is hard to come by, sure. 
hard to come by. Okay, because trust is something you gain when loyalty is returned. The reason why John Gruden is out is not because what he said, he did not return loyalty to the group. That's why he out. That click, that one, that 0.05%, right? That elite of the elites, that money chain, that gravy chain, he did not show no loyalty. So they feel like they can't trust them. Okay? That's where it's at. Mm. Okay. So that's why, yeah, if he came 100% remorseful, right? But he didn't. Okay? He didn't. He had a T-ball drag going on. But if he came out immediately when he came out and was immediately remorseful for what he did and said, hey, yes, guess what? And before 2018, I was thinking like this. I was all out. I was all over the place. But since now to then, and after this pandemic, I have changed my ways. Right? I'm gonna go get some help. I'm gonna take some race relations. I'm gonna look at social justice. I'm gonna donate some of this hundred million I got. I'm gonna put it on them. Guess what? I said some bad thing about the owners. I was out of my mind. I was bitter. Hey, I, I want some redemption. If he would fell on his sword. He would still be coaching right now. He might have been suspended for five, six games, but he would still be employed. You think, he showed no attrition. He think, showed no attrition. Yeah, well, you think we have forgiven people worse than that, Sean. But listen, he 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 hit every group. He left no stone unturned. It, it don't matter in America, son, because America, America, America giving Yeah, we're a forgiving nation. Sure, sure we are. And, and hold on, sir. Not only we're a forgiving nation, we done hit every segment too. Okay? America has done that. Okay, we would have turned the page so quick. We would turn the page so quick; it would have been a non-story. But he showed no remorse. Yeah, that's Nothing. the thing. I, he could have talked his way out of it. He could have. Yeah, probably. But you no, know, he was one of them, sure. And, and they told him, "You ain't one of us." Okay. okay? This had nothing to do with what he right. said. Sir. Okay, so now we know who he really is. Well, yeah. I don't think we do know who he really is because. He's who we thought he was. Ah, okay. And that's that's Great. really like um, when you get up to the elite, to the elite. I mean, uh, I saw our former past president show worse behavior. Hmm. But he was the president of the United States. Yeah, that's something different. And yeah. hold on. Hey, what's different about it? He didn't, he, he didn't hit every segment of America? Yeah, but you know. What, yeah, well, yeah, he, oh, he, he didn't do the emails. He just got in front of everybody. So, you know, yeah. had, so when a dude do the emails, it's worse than just getting in front of the nation. No, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Inspiration on the nation. I'll tell you why it's different. First of all, he has 80 million followers who don't care what he says. As bad as it is, they will go anywhere for him. John Gruden, everybody's stepping off now because he's toxic. Am I wrong? If I'm John Gruden, I'm, I'm upset. Why? You you have no one to blame but yourself. He he. I'm upset with the simple fact that we know he got the resign because they said, "Hey, don't show your emails." Okay. Sure. It's more to the story. It's incomplete. That's oh all. yeah. Oh yeah. We I'm we're scratching the surface. And by the way, for yeah. our listeners that are unaware of this, um, John Gruden, former. Uh, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders sent emails to Bruce Allen back for, you know, 2011, all the Bruce the way through. Allen. Who's Bruce Allen? Yeah. He was no. then the 
He was the president of the Washington football team, or back then, the Washington Redskins, and others during that seven-year period. Right. So was, he's, right? he's who's starting his to owner, sir? Who's his owner? Oh, oh, Dan Snyder. Okay, and what has Dan Snyder been allegedly accused of? Yeah, of course. The culture and his... Oh, uh, his everything yeah. that John Gruden just got fired for. Yeah, pretty much. Who would have thought? Right? Yeah, did, but they tell, did they tell him to step away? Um, from the Washington football team, like they asked my guy from the L.A. Clippers, did they tell him to step away? Mm. Of course yeah. they didn't. No. Nope. Money talks and BS walks, Jer. Come on, sure. Yeah, okay, so. This so is America, why, sir. Okay, Come but on. let me ask you why. Why does Donald Sterling get fired, basically, and Dan Snyder doesn't? Because 80% of the league is black, and they all guarantee contracts, so it's hard to move that money. Versus, and then he was already on the outs anyway versus, hey, no guaranteed contracts. Um, it, it's probably, if we're talking about sports, we're, the NFL is probably closer to slavery than anything else. We got high-paying high labor, slavery, than any other sport that you can call it. Barbaric, easily to be out, cut you dry, uh, scare tactics to keep those guys in line. That's why you see very little lockouts no leverage from the players, right? I mean, the only thing close to that is boxing, where you can just come straight off the street, right, and, and make millions of dollars with, with you know, with repetitive skill set. That's the truth. Even hockey's a little bit better. Hockey's the other version of it, okay? The other version. Those are two sports, but hockey even have a little more guaranteed uh, salaries, right? So their player got a little more Push. Am I right or wrong there? Now you're right. Right. So, I mean, that's the reason why the league is upside down. What I just said there wasn't out of context because I'm just stating the facts because that's the reason why the league is trying to change its image. Right. And that's the reason why they, they landed their hat, you know, putting their, this the smack down saying, you know, he has to go because that's a behavior they're not about anymore. Right. But 10 years ago, it was okay. It was okay. Say whatever you want to say about a person. What are you going to do? We'll get rid of you. We'll get somebody else, right? This is not my, this is not what I personally think. These are the facts. That's why the league came out so hard to try to counter that. Because now everything Gruden is, you know, has said is what they're trying to get away from. Gruden knows the NFL culture better than anybody. He knew when he sent those emails off, he was born in this culture, story career as a coach, right? All the way through, storybook career as a media guy. So he knew who he was, who his audience was. That was the NFL then. And now the NFL trying to say, this is not who we are after the pandemic. But they ain't fooling nobody, bro. They're not fooling anybody. And he was too comfortable to be able to speak that language. And he spoke that language to the Washington football team's staff who felt the same way, right? But now, because that's bad for business, it's bad for business, he got to be out. He took the fall guy, but guess what? He didn't get fired. He got severance package, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Right? No doubt in my mind. Hmm. They fired. He even get humiliated. So what they broke, they broke in on Monday football, whatever. He said his statement. His statement was like, hey, I, I, I didn't mean hurt nobody. This is, what, this is what I thought it was, dog, back in the day. Mm. 
That's what he said. I'm, you know, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but the last statement was like, hey, I ain't me hurt nobody. Mm. I'm, just, I'm just saying how it is. Like, oh, you know, things change up on me now in the afternoon. Yeah. But I wasn't trying to hurt nobody. Well, yeah. Um, He's quoting here, I'm ashamed I insulted um, Damar Smith. I never had a racial thought when I used it. I'm embarrassed by what's out there. I certainly never meant for it to sound that bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, because, you know, sometimes you can say something and put it in your writing and you come back and look at it like, hey, crazy. But look, um, if we want to be honest, what about the coach last year during March Madness? Right? Which one? Sorry. Um, gosh, what is his name? That, that was talking about, you know, don't leave the reservation. Doug McDermott's a dad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Crate, is he the head coach? Crate. Of yeah. Right. Okay. What happened to him? None. Not much. I think he got suspended for one game. He was in the NCAA tournament. That's all play. Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah, think okay. the coach got suspended for one game and that no. was it. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. So did we really care? Or was the NCAA tournament money too big? Yeah. Come yeah. On. Stop. Mm. Sir, come on. Well, you know, at, at the end of all of this, his talking quarter- about how far away are we removed from slavery? And we still talking about don't leave the plantation. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You go anywhere to see a plantation? I see one in a long time. How- how far away are we from slavery? Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, well, so we're talking about 100, about 150 years civil war. Okay, now that's a blip on the timeline. Right. In, our, in our lifetimes, it's a lot. It's it's a long time, 150 right. years. But over eons of time, that's nothing. That's a dot, a speck. Well, well my point is, it shouldn't have been readily available in his lips. He never been no plantation owner. He no. had, it was a slip up. Nobody seems like it. But yeah, like it was a slip up, but like, hey, I just, you know, just saying it for so many years, you know, like it just came out. Yeah. I, you know what else? I think some people like that comment about leaving the plantation. I don't think they know what it means when they use it. They intend for it to be something else than it actually is. As an example, there was a, a commentator on the golf channel, Kelly Tillman, and this, you know, this goes back a few years you know, Tiger Woods was dominating and she actually mentioned that his competitors want to take him out and lynch him. Now she probably had no clue what that meant when she used it, you know, but if you do your due diligence and you find out the context of what that actually means, uh, same thing, I think with the plantation comment. Sir, sir, she was spot on. They probably did want to go lynch him. That old boy network, old boy network. What else would they have done? Well, I don't know that she knew what that word meant when she used it. I think she knew. Sure. No, I, I don't. I think, I think the no. ignorance actually is showing itself in that in that instance. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm trying to. Maybe she did. Maybe McDermott didn't know what he was saying. Maybe McDermott. Yeah, and maybe McDermott knew absolutely. But you know, you look. Okay, the plantation is large plot of land and everybody's on it and i want to keep everybody on it as a team together so maybe he wasn't thinking about the connotation of what it actually means when he said it i'm not defending him i'm not saying it's right i just think out of their ignorance they say something stupid now now whose fault this is one thing i i really who controls our school system what what culture what race controls our school system well, the NCAA. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying what race, what race of society controls our education? 
It's the same race that's always controlled it. Yeah. So it's Caucasian race, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're ignorant about something because you decided not to learn it, because you control the system. Yeah. But we know it happened, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you can be ignorant to, to information you control. Well, I think, you know, we engage our mouths before we engage our brain. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but people are well aware of lynching. I remember when they was trying to uh, denigrate guys from sports because we were in wartime and they was using the reference, hey, we going to war tonight. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I remember that. Okay. Because we, like football is one of those sports where it's strategy and we kind of somewhere along the line equated to the battlefield. Gridiron battlefield kind of references, right? Yeah, yeah. Glory and honor and, you know, following your sword kind of thing, right? And they was trying to really hem these athletes up for saying that, right? And then they took the whole, you can't put your thumb over your neck and act like you're cutting the head off, right? You can't do that anymore. Right, you can't, yeah, you can't do that slice across the neck thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? So all that kind of came about that, right? So I, I don't know. Sure. I just think. You know, the NFL got some work to do. It's probably one of our last. I mean, NFL hockey, man, they're right there for me. Yeah, well, in our lifetime, this, is never, this isn't going to be eradicated in our lifetime. Yeah, golf too. Golf too, man. Yeah, you know, that's okay. true. That's an elitist, very elitist sport. Tennis the same. Same way. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we got some work to do. Um, but to your point, you know, and, and, and we touched on a whole array of topics that neither one of us probably really uh, have any salt in the game. We're just, you know, looking at the other side of the coin uh, for the benefit of speaking, right? But to to answer your question, yes, I think Gruden will be back working. It might take him a decade to surface back up mm-hmm. um, and in some capacity. But when you have a skill set like his, he's going to be able to do private sessions and people going to show up if they want to. Yeah, probably. And he might not be prominent anymore in that spotlight but if ray lewis can can rectify his yeah his you know you know past and it's, it's other dudes countless dudes on both sides right it's no oh, color yeah, line. yeah. it's okay. no color lines when it comes to egregious acts it is what it is right yeah. oh yeah it doesn't just you know what i don't want to say that it doesn't discriminate it sort of does but it's mm-hmm. obviously coming from one segment of the population and yeah. and to your point when you mention about great players um, there are plenty of players in Hall of Fames, various Hall of Fames that have a checkered past. And I'm saying that, you know, politely because some of them were racist. The Baseball Hall of Fame is filled with them because, you know, you got, you got players that were inducted from the 20s and 30s and 40s. Obviously, it was a different time in life. Right. They're, it's they're 2018 well, compared well to now. 2018. And that's my point. His last email was 2018. Yeah. 2018 until now is a total different time period. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's strange that it is because 2018 wasn't that long ago. That's what I'm saying. Like, but it's, it's two different worlds. And sometimes I find it really, really hard to, to really punish somebody. I mean, if we either evolve or re-evaporate, who's to say? Now, this is this man's fault, right? Because he did not defend himself. If he had owned all this stuff up to 2018, 
and show the attrition and say, hey, that was me, but I have been rehabilitated and you have not heard anything from me for the last three years because I have changed, right? Yet, yet there might be stuff out there that has not come to, to surface yet. I'm sure, look, I'm sure we all in the private of our home have some biases. They might not be as egregious as that, but every culture has its thing. We just need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Every culture does. Okay. Now, do we have responsibility based off of some of our uh, job titles, right? You know, that's in the public sector, right? Yeah. You know, so maybe the responsibilities for some people may be a little more higher than others. Okay. But I just find it real hard after spending four years in the Trump administration and some of the egregious acts that I've seen and some that just trampled our nation in insurrection that I can really blast Gruden for all of and have him carry the weight of all of the nonsense that the NFL has had during that time span. I think his stuff is just out of context, and I think it was right on line with the culture of the NFL when he sent those emails. Somebody was on the other side, dog. If you hit me up on the email and be like, Sean, you gave me some, you give me an email that's out of pocket, right? And if I don't respond back to you like, hey, man, you know, you need to change your stuff, you know, if I don't hold you accountable, right, then I'm just as guilty as you. Hmm. I'm just as guilty as you. Okay, so you're complicit in your silence. Hell, we make that up. It's numerous of quotes saying that exactly that point, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. What well, happened? Well, so where's the other guy at that he sent emails to? Exactly. No, no. That's I was just gonna say, Bruce Allen. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Where yeah. Nothing. Where, where is he? Is he still in the NFL? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he so if he's still there, then he must be the snitch. That's a good question. You know, I mean, uh, the moral, yeah, he's the moral of the story, in in a in a really weird way, be who you are. But in the moral of the story, don't write anything down. That's just part of the moral. I is mean, he is he is he deep thrown over there? Is is he? Oh yeah, yeah, maybe he is. Has he been exempt? You know, now he can't be. He got amenity. Is that what it's called? Well, yeah, except that. He's not the one who generated it, obviously, but we have to hold him accountable. And everybody else who has those emails. So he really the only one. Maybe he forwarded those emails to somebody else. So and then they sat on it for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, hey, there might be a lot of people that know about these emails that didn't do anything. So they so they said so they was even really cruddy and said, look, we don't wait till you get to your highest point of the year and strip you. I, hey, you know what? It happens in politics all the time. Happens happening in sports. So, so John Gruden got exploited. Is he a victim for real? Well, I'm not saying he's a victim. I'm saying the other folks that he sent the email to were holding them accountable. They didn't do anything. They although did. maybe, although it's possible, and we don't know this, that Bruce Allen forwarded these emails to the NFL to the team. Uh, you know, there's probably, I don't know if they got a title nine person at each one of these teams or somebody similar or a, com- a compliance officer. And then they didn't do anything with them. You know, so they got the CYA going on right now. So this has been a long 
ongoing investigation? Well, you know what? It only came to light because of the newspaper articles that happened over the weekend. So somebody, how much, how much longer were they going to sit on it? Somebody, he, as you said, to your point, he must have done something to anger somebody. Yeah, to somebody leaked them to uh, the New York Times, right? Yeah. So there's going to be, there might be more to this story. There's probably more to this story than we know. New York Times, a struggling publication. Well, any newspaper is a struggling publication. No, no, but I'm saying, though, that they really struggling because of their views, right? Yeah. The New York Times is not as prominent anymore, right? That is true. So out of all the places you decide that you're going to dump these emails off, you're going to dump them off to the to a struggling outlet and not a number one outlet? Well, I don't know that that's what happened. I mean... How they get them, bro? That's I don't know. That's out of all publications, and they're not number one. New York Times is not number one. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know how they got them. That's part of the story we don't know. And that's the reason why we know it's a setup, bro. He got set up. Okay. No, he did the crime. Like, he got to pay the time, right? Yeah. Just, but what I'm saying is he was targeted is my position. Ah, I see. And I'm not saying wrongfully targeted, you know? You know, what I'm saying is what he did is what he did. But he was targeted, clearly targeted, hmm. clearly targeted. Okay. And he was targeted to be the fall guy after he talked too much smack and everybody got these emails and he said too many damaging things, not about all those other groups that are used to be getting, you know, um, poo-pooed on. Yeah. The group that mattered to them was the owner group. And, and, and his boss, being the owner, they looked at him like, look, dog, you've been rolling with us forever. Your dad rolled with us forever. At the end of the day, hey, us or him? But he's my son. He's like my son. You know, I, I love him. Hey, us or him, dog? Right? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Us yeah. or him? All right. right. And guess what? Just like the old mafiosos, the godfathers, and all of these, Brock's Tales, and all these great you know, movies, he had to go in there, baby, and handle business, okay? And I'm not making fun of it, but that's how it was, right? I'm going to go in here gangster style, right, and handle business. But since you was great to my family, you know, as I kiss you on both cheeks, I'm going to allow you to resign instead of getting fired. We're going to give you a little severance and make sure the wife is good because, you know, little Tony had nothing to do with this, right? Mm-hmm. But you out, my guy. You're out of the family. Yeah. You're on your own. He goes, hey, come on. Don Carleone, you know, you're on your own. You have to vent for yourself. Mm-hmm. Hey? Gotta Don't let it. him catch you in the neighborhood anymore, huh? Come yeah, he'll, he'll find his way back to the neighborhood. But I'm saying, it was a mafioso, you know. We've seen this in movies. Mm. I love you, my son, okay? But if you ever cross this family again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Mm. And nothing to do with all the other people that they were dogging out, right? Yeah. Because they those segments of society has been dogged and condemned for years. But you don't mess with the zero zero point one percenters out there. Okay. You don't mess with the big food chain. <laughs> That's what happened. Now, yeah. hey, this is blood in, blood out kind of thing, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You crossed the line. Well, as I say, you know, there's more to this story, and I have a feeling it's going to slowly come out. I don't think it is, man, because that click is unpenetratable, 
Uh, and I'm talking about the owners. And if you look at them, they're not ever going to have a person of color. They might. And, and, they, and it's going to be hard pressed to see a woman involved, um, you know, just with the history of that that uh, deal. And if you go to the w, uh, the NBA, we, we kind of see we don't see it as egregious as anything else. But it's still an issue when it comes to ownership. Yeah, that's true. Minority ownership. Right. Yeah. Especially baseball. Baseball especially to turn a little bit. Well, yeah, a little bit, but especially in sports where um, predominantly like the NBA is black. There are a lot of black players in the NFL, not so much in, in Major League Baseball at this point. Definitely not in hockey or or any of the elite sports like golf or or. Can, I, can I complete what you're saying? Tennis. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think everything you said is right, but I just want to add to it. There in the NBA, there's a lot of blacks with leverage because of the contract situation. So they got to say some of the dollars, how it's generated, right? Because of the CBA, because how long-term the contracts are, right? Okay. In the NFL, not so much, right? Quarterback, it's a quarterback driven league. So if it's 32 teams, you got 32 quarterbacks with some leverage, right? Probably the most black quarterbacks I've ever seen, African-American quarterbacks I've ever seen uh, in the league starting. Yeah. yeah. Right. But that's where the leverage is. That's the person who got leverage. And then after that, maybe the person who's covering the quarterback's blind side. Right. Because that's when you're investing. Right. And then everybody else is on, you know, equal value or depending on where they are on the team. That's that's kind of how I look at it. We were pretty much non-existent as far as minorities and, and color in hockey. Right. If we we talk about our famous four turns. In NASCAR, very few, right? Yeah, one, Bubba Wallace. Okay. One driver. And a female. We got a female black chick out there. I don't know her name, but, you know, she's doing her thing. So we got some ways to go, bro. Yes, we certainly have a long way to go. But we're making strides in this. We are. And this is our this is our segment that includes the education of DEI. Diversity, <laughs> equity, and inclusion. Okay, that's that's absolutely true. We tend Hopefully to hit on that. Light. Hopefully you're in light. Yep, we tend to touch on that in most of our uh, in most of our podcasts. But it is our job to do that and to bring these things to light and to help educate our listeners. And so maybe they'll think for themselves and uh, you know do some research and uh, look up some of this stuff, and you'll see it's a lot more prevalent than we realize. Every culture has verbiage that's acceptable inside their culture that could be looked at outside of their culture as something that need to be canceled. Every culture has about another culture. It's just part of the fabric of making us who we are. Whether it's a word or it's a saying or it's a thing, because most comedians of that culture make us laugh by bringing that out to light, right? Yeah. Of those yeah. viewpoints, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if there's anywhere else, you'd be like, "Man, that's probably like way out of pocket, right?" But he can say it because he's that culture, right? Yeah, yeah. Throw, culture, right. Play, yeah. Comedians play on the stereotypes. They do absolutely. Yeah. Right. But those are the new nuances of the culture, right? That separates us, you know. But it doesn't have to divide us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Should have to be. We shouldn't have to be divisive, and you know, and, you know, nothing should be able to divide us, right? Um, with these things, we, we got to be accepting to all things. And, 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 you know, the one thing I love about it, sure, we can firmly talk about it because we all have growth, right? And we grew up in different eras, right? Where 
you know, things were different. Okay. And, and I'm just thankful that you and I, you know, have continued to try to evolve despite, you know, being in the thick of it. Right. Because it was an era where we probably couldn't play together. That's true. And it wouldn't have been our fault. You know what I'm saying? When you're a kid and you're an 18, right, you don't control who you're playing with and how you eat and what you're doing for the most part, right? Um, right. I know some people who get emancipated at 16 and maybe been fighting for their self, fighting for their lives since they've been 13, 14, 15 years old, but traditionally, right? Yep. You're just exposed by what your parents or the people who are raising you expose you to. Because you have to learn, you have to learn hate. Okay? D discrimination is taught. All kids, when they have no identity, when they're growing up, will play with each other and don't see any differences until we, we tell them what the differences are. They just don't, yeah. right? So it's a taught behavior. So we can unteach it by enlightening people, having these conversations that are tough, having different sides you know, of it, but understanding that at the end of the day, we can agree to disagree, but when we come back to the table, you and I in this world need to understand that we're trying to be great teammates and inclusion should be the goal. How can we work together, right? How can we still be identi you know, identified differently, but come together collectively on a common goal that's greater than us, right? Yeah. And that's the beauty of sports. All right, all right. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.